0: Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes,
1: your no BS wedding business podcast.
0: We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making
1: and the practical strategies you can implement today.
0: This month's topic
1: is Wedding Biz
0: Social Media.
1: And in this episode, we're talking DIY, hiring in or contracting out your social media and the pros and cons of each avenue to help you find your perfect fit. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Darrant.
0: I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to the shit show.
1: Episode 38 of the Wedding Sassholes.
0: Ooh, 38. We are past the halfway mark of the year.
1: That's older than I am. Oh, bitch. Ouch. That
0: one was a I feel like that was a blow aimed directly at me. Did anybody else hear it? Because I felt it. <laughs> She's laughing so hard she can't even reply. Just so you know.
1: <laughs> <Can't> Every <breathe.
0: laughs> oh. anyways. Anyways, so excited about today's topic because I feel like when we start talking about social media, this is one of the constant conversations that I have with other people.
1: I feel as though when we have these conversations with our friends or frienders, however you want to refer to them, is they are always on that fence. Like they're teeter-tottering back and forth of should I hire out? Should I contract it out? Should I do it myself? Like, so it's always a constant conversation of pros and cons and like taking a step back and looking at the full picture
0: yeah because I think sometimes too they see someone else and what that person has chosen to do was like well that works for them so that will work for me and mm-hmm. but, and it's like that's not really how that works because no. that person's figured out the system that works for them you don't know all the steps they do behind it to manage it
1: right well and also and we'll talk about this more in depth, but the cost of these things—we've had a few different friends. You know this, Shannon. Yep. We've had a few different friends that kept saying, "I I hate doing social media. I don't have time for it. I need to hire out. I need to hire out. I need to hire out." But then when they started getting estimates back from companies that they specialize in social media marketing, it was like, "Oh shoot! Like I can't afford. That's a lot more than I thought it would be." So it's one of those things that if you if you can't consistently do it, you have to figure out a way to make it yeah. cost effective, make it make sense. Um, but like I said, we're going to go more into depth on that as we go through the different avenues of DIY hiring in, which I think is a great one, and then um, contracting it out.
0: All right. So let's start with the DIY. We're going to start with the pros. What are some of the pros
1: of doing DIY? This is the most obvious one, but cost efficiency, right? Oh, like it's if free because you're, you're doing it yeah, yourself. It's free. You're not doing it yourself. But I think one of the other pros is also it's a learning opportunity for you. So not only is it cost efficient, but because you're doing it yourself, you get to learn, not that you'll learn in depth on everything of social media, but you get to learn enough to be dangerous so that if down the road you do hire out, at least you have some of that previous knowledge so you're not going in blind.
0: That's the hardest part, I think, when we do start to hire out for services that we maybe haven't done the education on ourselves. And we're like, let's go find an expert you know, who might know their stuff is that the hardest thing I see is, I I would use the word taken advantage of that, because they're trying to get it off their plate so fast, instead of DIYing it, they don't learn anything about the platform and how it works. And I get this, if you're like way down the line, and you're a multi op, and you've got a huge team, and you're doing tons and tons and tons, I get that. But if you haven't taken the time to learn the platform first to you, I mean, how many of you are out there, and you're like, I need to get on TikTok, we're going to start. And you start a business TikTok and you've never actually gone into the app, used it and consumed the content.
1: Right, I mean, just have a personal account and consume it and figure out how to use the different um, features. What do you like?
0: What do you save? You know, things Mm -hmm. like that. So I do agree with you that a big pro, the DIY is the learning opportunity. The other one, I think for most businesses in today's world is it's that personal and intimate connection that you can make with your clients. And Mm -hmm. it's that focus of when you're putting face to camera and, you know, you have that ability when you're DIYing it to read the comments and see what are people liking and what and like, you can influx yourself into the brand in a way that is really difficult to do it when someone else is like doing all the content and you're totally hands off.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think the flexibility comes into play when you talk about that is Flexibility. What I mean by that is because you are running the account and you are figuring things out. Typically when you're DIYing it, you're starting to figure out the different timeframes that people are most interactive. So I think that's a flexibility because once you hire someone to do it, they're going to have set times and a set schedule. So at the beginning of doing it yourself, the flexibility of figuring out what kind of content you want, you can kind of play with the different styles. You can play with the different timeframes. You can play with short video, long video. So That's what I mean when I say flexibility is it's that part of that learning experience, but you get to be flexible and not have like a strict, rigid strategy just yet. You can kind of play with the different variations. You got to see what
0: content is
1: doing the best. Exactly. And following that is you have full control of that account. So one of the benefits of being the DIY is... There's no one else putting their sticky little fingers in your social media. It is just you. You have full control of the messages, DMs, comments, the type of content that's being put out. You have full control over that.
0: Uh, Okay. So lots of pros to doing it yourself. (laughs) but right. there's lots of cons great too. we got yeah, shiny we made that penny shiny but there's plenty of cons with it too and most of the time when people are struggling with social media and they're not executing on it and the reason why they're like failing at that is that it is it's the time it's that they it's the time from a prioritization standpoint so what I mean by that is like You have the time. You can choose to put your time anywhere you choose to put it, but there's always going to be things when you don't enjoy doing social media. There's always going to be things that are going to be higher up on the list in terms of things you need to do. So it can be time consuming. It can take away from the operational aspects or the sales aspects of working with leads and the things you need to do. So the con is the time. It's going to take focused time to stay on top of it and be consistent
1: going to take the time to stay consistent, but it's also going to take the time to educate yourself on how to properly use that platform. So it's it's like a double-edged sword there for the time consuming. As you said, it also will take away time that you could be putting towards what you're really good at. I know a lot of different business people talk about this is whatever you're really good at and what does this, like what pushes your sales and what pushes your business forward, concentrate on that and then hire out for everything else. So you could be taking away time from a missed paid opportunity because you were doing the social media, you could be doing a sales call or you could be going and doing a venue tour at that time. So yeah, that's, that's thing called to look at.
0: that's called your zone of genius. That's what it's called. <laughs> but if oh. you are if you're like I'm not really into social media in that world like I don't really like to do and it's not my favorite thing to do, like Vanessa said you're taking time away from those things because maybe you don't have the expertise and you don't <laughs> have the knowledge and that's going to take time too. One of the other big cons that I see when people DIY it is the quality uh
1: Well, that's because they lack expertise on how to do it. Yeah, but I
0: I also think sometimes they're just slapping it up to get done and they're not they're like trying to check the box and move on from it instead of using it. My favorite phrase is post and pray. Like they're doing a post and pray. They're just shoving content out there. Um, And so the quality is lacking. And so you actually might be hurting yourself by DIYing it and having the content be bad rather than hiring it in and having it be less content, but be higher quality.
1: I'm a big advocate of keep your stories consistent. On because stories can be on Facebook or on Instagram. They also have stories on TikTok now. Um, I don't know if they have them on Pinterest. I am not involved in Pinterest. I'll just be okay. We need to do strategy
0: next week. Don't, yeah, we will. We're going to do strategy next
1: week. But what I'm saying is when it comes to the quality, on stories, I'm not going to lie to you. The quality doesn't have to be perfect. No. But when it comes to your posts, i rather you post something that has better quality than to just post and pray like Shannon said and it be a shit type of content and quality and then it doesn't get as many views or people just scroll past it because it looks like a child did it. Literally. So I'd rather you, literally. And sometimes people let their kids do it. But I'd rather you do a better quality post than a less quality story and at least have something constantly on your social media than just post and pray.
0: Yeah. And I think another con sometimes is as we're not all great marketers as business owners. And so it's inconsistent with your branding. So what that means is like, you really want to be like, choose one font and use only that font on Instagram. It makes me crazy when it's like this font this time and that font that time. And it's like, you want to make it recognizable. You want to use your color, your colors and your color codes and and things and pieces like that, that when people DIY it, they just, they're doing the best they can. So I give you credit Mm -hmm. for DIYing it, but that can be a big con is that it's inconsistent on the branding.
1: We can and because you're doing it yourself, and it is already taking away time to even post you staying up on the latest and greatest trends and new features of social media is going to be more difficult. Yeah, I it's hard because
0: you don't have the time maybe to consume as much as you should be consuming to be able to do it and um, to be able you know, to do it well and do what's trending because you're not taking the time to scroll the platform and see what's trending in weddings. You're just trying to check the box.
1: Mm -hmm. And we've already put so many other educational things on your plate for this whole podcast of making sure your business side is great. Social media, maybe not so much.
0: Yep. Okay. So DIY, we've probed it, we've conned it. It is perfectly ideal. I think when you're a brand new business and you're getting s- startup and all of those pieces, like DIY is the only option. Truly, it is the only option when you're getting started. But as you grow past that, it really needs to be about looking at, is it your zone of genius?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and when you're a solopreneur, it's also very hard to hire out when it's just you. Okay. So
0: get it. But like, it's your zone of genius, right? Like you, Mm -hmm. Vanessa, like, you are exceptional at social media for your company and for your brand. And so it's a zone of genius of something you enjoy doing, you do it well, um, you execute it really great, you stay on brand with things. And so for you, it would maybe never make sense to hire it in.
1: No, no, I think for how I run it, it's very personable. Um, My clients, when they come in, they say that they feel like they already know me because they've seen the social media posts. And because for me, I've been doing it for so long on social media, because I am a millennial. So I grew up with social media. Um, I feel like I would hire people to do admin. I have an admin, but she just does the back of the house, like yeah. invoicing, invoicing emails, things like that. I would never have her do my social media because it's, so branded and curated for me personally. Yeah. So
0: but I, I, I still wouldn't hire think, that out,
1: but... But I still think you
0: can hire it in and hire it out and do that. It's just about having the right strategy, which we're going to dig in deep next week on. Next week you,
1: is a big one. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: When you have a strategy and you have a plan, it's not as hard as to hire it in a little bit. So let's talk about hiring it in. When we say hired it in, it means adding a person to your team, whether they are a contractor, whether they are a staff member, um, it is someone actually like employed by you to do that job. So we're not talking about an agency. We're not talking about a marketing company. We're not, we're talking about like really someone that you kind of can start to take the control over that area of your business.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody adding to your team, not not a separate company.
0: No, and this is ideal for like, I knew when we first started our company, I was capable of posting about twice a week on our social media platforms. And for the first six months of the business, that was the focus because SEO was where we were putting all of our energy at the time in terms of getting the website to rank. Um, But behind that, I was like, okay, it's time to kick it up a notch with social media exactly what I said to you before it was never the top of my freaking list like it's never I enjoy consuming it but creating it I actually do enjoy it but the money always came first for me
1: Hmm. so we made the decision yeah so some of the pros we'll start with the pros and then we'll go to the cons yeah like you should always do the, the better before the worst sure the pro is because they're in addition to your team and it's not a company that you're contracting out you have direct control still over that social media account. They are directly underneath you. If there is a question that they have, or if there's something that needs to be changed because they're on your team, that communication is easy peasy. There's no miscommunication. There might be a couple of questions and like learning curves along the way, but because you still have direct control over it, I think it's a really good step above DIY before you get to contracting it fully out. So it'll, it'll still be more personable because you're still there and you're still you know, have one foot still in the in the door kind of thing?
0: Yeah, I think when you're hiring it in, you know, one of the pros is looking for somebody who's got the availability of flexibility and to work hourly. And so what I mean by that is you're going to get more content for the same amount of money of maybe what you would contract out. So I'm going to use my company as an example. When we first hired for social media, um, I went to a local university and I hired an intern. They were a paid person. But knowing I was hiring a student, I had a strategy in place and how to and templates. And I had all of that created. I just needed someone to kind of come in, learn enough and execute. So we hired a student. Students are amazing because they tend to be affordable. That's a pro. The con is the amount of time that it can take. So we'll circle back around. So, But people are always like, I'm going to do what you did and hire an intern. I'm like, holy shit, be ready. They're students. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't expect students. them. Yeah. They, they don't come in fully. Lo- they're going to school for marketing, but they don't even have social media classes at college right now. So there no. isn't, they don't have. Which um, is shocking to me. I know. know. We digress. We digress. So, but it is, it can be more cost efficient because I think the quantity of content you are getting for the investment that you put in, no matter what you pay at an hourly rate, um, you tend to be able to get a lot more content and be able to set higher expectations from that when you hire it in.
1: I think another positive is the familiarity they have with your business because they work with you. So they understand your business, they understand what your ideal client is. And if you're still wanting to put that personal touch on it without being completely removed, they can record you doing the thing. Yes. So you're still front, you're still front of face, face in front. My brain is not front working. Facing. Today. I like it. I yes, like it. Front. <laughs> you're, still, you're still there. It's still your brand. Your face is still on it. And then they can take it back and do the editing and do the posting and all of that. So they're still very involved. And because they're familiar with your business, they've met some of your clients, maybe they understand the back of the house process of things. I think that's a that's a huge benefit. I also think that it's going to save you a ton of time because you're not having to do all those things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, You're when not you're sitting there it, doing it yourself.
0: When you're hiring it in, you're going to invest that kind of time into someone, right? They're going to go through your onboarding process as a staff member. They're going to go through, they're going to learn the history of the business, where you've been, where you're going, the messaging you're trying to do, that it's for sure going to be more in depth than it would be with a contractor because you're not going to that many hours to invest into a contractor is going to get very expensive to just teach them about you. So, um, yeah, so it might be, but I do think, you know, I think the control of it, I think the ability to get quantity of content, not so much focused on the, and there's levels of hiring in, right. You can hire in someone who, has got a ton of experience and they're only part-time. This is a part-time positions, guys. Like no one, it takes a long time to earn your way to full-time, especially because the world we live in, you can repurpose all the content. So what you make for TikTok can be a reel, can also go on YouTube shorts. The post you put over on Instagram feed, you can also put it over on Facebook. So you can repurpose this content in a lot of ways. It's just the amount of time having someone else to be able to maximize your social media.
1: One of the benefits is also if they are on your team, you can use them for other things within your business outside of just social media. So if they need more hours, you can give them other tasks other than social media, but at least you have that built into your team now. You have a social media person that can also be a multi-use person, like a multi-use tool. Yeah. Um, You can use them in other areas as well. So then you're not having to hire two different people. So my admin is also one of my weekend delivery drivers. So she does admin throughout the week. And then she's here on the weekends to do deliveries instead of just one or the other.
0: So you might already have someone on your team to look internal to say, damn, is there anyone on our team who loves social media? They're killing it on their own personal and it could be an opportunity for, you know, somebody who's on your team part-time on call, whatever, to maybe get more hours with you because they already know about the brand. But just make sure don't put the square peg in the round hole, meaning don't be like, you could have more hours if you do social media and have them be like, okay, I guess I'll like, they need to be jazzed up, excited. You need to interview them for that role like it is specifically, like they're getting oh. hired just for that. All right, let's talk about the cons, hiring it in. What are the negatives?
1: Scalability is probably one of my top ones, to be honest with you. Okay. You can only take it so far. For me, you can only take it so far and get that better quality and that better strategy and that better content with someone that works within your company. Outside of someone who like that is what their main their main business is is content media. If it's not their main business, there's only so much that you can take it up. I think.
0: Personally. Yeah, I mean, I think they would have to be massively interested in the learning, and you'd have to right. be willing to invest in their education and the tools. I mean, the amount of I literally we have a new social media manager, and I literally spent two hundred dollars last week in between the tripod, the microphone for her phone, a few of the pieces I knew she need like. I needed to give her tools to be successful at her job and like to learn how to use the gimbal that she uses when she goes to do venue tours and things like that. Um, but she's she's scalable because she's willing to learn and she wants to get right. better at it. So, but I agree, it can be really challenging if someone's just coming in and doing the job.
1: Right, because they just have a limited ex- expertise level is what I'm saying is, if that's not what they solely do, it's just, a, it's another learning curve. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: so it is going to be limited expertise and it's going to be time invested. You, this person, my biggest con in terms of hiring it in is that they have to be managed. <laughs> Like Mm -hmm. you cannot throw a solution at it and just pretend like it's going to be fine. And you're not doing weekly meetings. You're not looking at what content are they making? What do you like? What do you not like? Are people engaging in it? You can't just set it and forget it when it comes to social media. The rules change too fast, too often. There's new platforms and new pieces. So, you know, the con is still it's still going to be a time commitment. It, you may not be having to be the one to create the content, but you still need to be managing the messaging for the company. Someone has to be managing that within your team. So even though it might be less time, I sit down and do a 90-minute meeting. Um, Well, we do like 45 minutes once a week. And then every other week, we do in-person for about 90 minutes. And that's where we do what Vanessa was saying. We sit down, we record videos, I make the tips videos, I do all the face-to-camera content, and then she can take it and go do but it still takes time so there's still like people
1: are like oh if I hired in I don't have to do anything anymore and that's not the case that's not the case well and also with hiring in you have to keep in mind what if this person leaves oh
0: you can
1: do you can do all the training you can get them all the equipment like you said all the tools and such but down the road you don't know if it's six months six years we don't know they could get a different job they could move out of state you know there's all these different things that have them leave your company yep. and then you're back to square one. Do I, do I rehire in? Do I, now I have to start that training all over again, which is another time commitment. Yep. Um, so really make sure that you have an SOP for all of this. Once you put it into place, when you have a higher in, and just keep in mind in the back of your head that like everybody, I mean, all of us have left a, a position, yep. you know, you have to fill that position. So that's all, that's another um, song for me.
0: I'll definitely throw myself on the sword with this. Like I started hiring it in from a university intern level. We had, um, the internship that we created for this position was a year long internship. So, um, they would start training in April, May, they started quote unquote, the job taking over, um, in June and then come the next spring, they would be training the person April, May, and the next person would come in. We did that for three years the learning and the time investment. Now, I had created it in a way where the last intern trained the new intern. They had all the SOPs organized. I wasn't even the one having to do the training, but it was a freaking start over every single year. And so we did that for three years. It was great. Um, Our first intern was good. Our second intern was better. Our third intern was fucking exceptional. And I was like, oh, God, I'm never going to find an intern this good again. Never. Like, there's no... Abby was, like, the best we've ever had. She took initiative. She created new things. She had creative ideas. And I was like, oh, my God. I tried to hire her, right? Because when you find someone that freaking good... like exactly what Vanessa said what if that person leaves I was like I don't want her to leave so I tried to hire her full-time wasn't her dream her dream was to take off and live somewhere else in a different area of the country and go spread her wings and I want her to follow her dreams but I decided moving forward that we were going to switch off of the internship program and so what I opted to do is we still only needed a part-time person so I tapped in a mom I tapped in all my mom friends and said, who's got a friend who's a stay at home mom who maybe wants to work and who's killing it on social media. They're doing Uh so good and whatever. And that's how I found Danielle. And so, um, you know, uh, the inexpensive route of what I paid an intern was lovely for a few years, but time has become the new challenge. So I had to shift over from, having the hiring in turnover all the time to the chance of, you know, Daniel, it's not, we don't have an end date. Every other person who's been in this position, I had a hard end date. And so now, mm-hmm. but we do exactly what Vanessa said. We do have everything. We have standard operating procedures for the position, every type of post, where do we get the content? Where are the folders? How to's are in videos have been made. It's all there so that, even We're really good about SOPs within my company. We had somebody um, who was struggling with getting a task done and all of a sudden it, had, it fell back on my plate and I was laughing and I'm like, I haven't done that task in three years. I don't even remember how to do it. And my assistant was like, there's an SOP. And she sent it for me. And I'm like, look at that. Me following the how-to I wrote two years ago. And I'm like, now I remember. It's all coming back. But this is a genius. I know. They're so smart. They made it so easy to just follow the instructions. But that is, I think, the biggest biggest con of hiring it in is that, um, you know, you will invest more time and more energy in the training, the learning process. And then if that person leaves, it really sucks. Which... Uh is why people opt for looking at bigger picture options like contracting it out.
1: Contracting it out, just paying someone to take it off your plate. And so when we say that we are talking
0: like agencies, experts, people who are social media managers who manage more than one company's social media, they're like, I wouldn't say they're like influencers in their world, but they are like more or less doing this full time as their job
1: their niche it's what they are they excel at it's what they have an expertise in
0: yeah and so I'm, I'm actually going to start with some of the shocking so before you start looking to go down this route I think it's so important for you to know that you think this is the easiest box to check you think I'm not going to DIY it I don't have the time to hire someone so I'm just I'm just going to contract it out I'm just going to I'm just going to find someone to do it I just want to Mm. warn you that when you start reaching out to companies that do this, what the price point that comes over in the quotes compared to the quantity of content they will be receiving is shocking.
1: And they all do it so differently.
0: Yeah, there's no like rules. So every company you talk to will be like, you need to do this and not do that or blah, 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 whatever. Um, And so it, I mean, I have seen quotes of it's $900 a month, you get two posts per week, one day of stories and one reel a week. And you're like, holy shit, $900. a month That's a lot of money to spend for like two posts a week. Uh Especially when I want you to think of like, mathing the hiring in, right? If you said, okay, at $900 a month, Divided by four weeks is 225 a week, even divided by $20 an hour, right? Let's you, let's say you pay somebody bomb ass money. It's 11 hours worth of content. It does not take 11 hours to make two posts, one day of stories and one reel. So Uh that's why like, I will die on the hill of hiring in but i know not everybody has the time so before we go through pros and cons i just think it's really important because if you are listening to this and we start proing it you're like god that sounds so great i'm gonna go i'm gonna listen to that and then you do remember, and you're like,
1: remember the, the number one con cost. Oh.
0: remember the number one like it's the shocking <laughs> of what comes in because Vanessa and I, you know, she di- DIYs it and I hire it out. And so when friends have gotten quotes and they forward them to us and they're like, what do you guys think of this? We're both like, bleh,
1: bleh. like, yeah, it's
0: so much money. Like it's so much money for what you're getting. It's not that $900 is a lot of money. It's about what are you getting on the other side?
1: The $900 is a low one from what I've heard. I've heard people oh, say $1,300 to $1,500. And I'm like, "For, for I'm sorry, for what? For what? You could hire someone for that. What are you doing? I know. And but
0: with that being said, here's one of here's one of the biggest pros. We um have a company in our market. It's a newer marketing like agency type company for things like this. Um, the girl who opened it has massive experience in the wedding industry. She worked for some of the biggest brands in town, killing it on their content, their social and things like that. Um, She comes with expertise. She comes with knowledge, expertise. She's already proven herself. It's well done it's bomb ass quality content, right? She already knows what she's doing. She's $1,500 a month, but she's all in. That's all your posts, all your real stories, almost every day. Like that is worth the investment. You just have to match the cost to the quantity of content. Mm-hmm. What are some mm-hmm. of the other pros?
1: Okay. So the pros, it is extremely time-saving when you don't have to sit there and Like your employees, we have to constantly check in with them, constantly cover over them. Not everyone, but most. Yeah. When you give it to a place that only does content strategy and that's all they do is content, 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 you just hand them the materials or you show them what you want and they handle it from there. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, they are going to create...
0: They'll make your strategy
1: for you. They will do the strategy for you. They know the analytics. They know the insights. They, they know how be to read your reports.
0: Of that. They should be sending you, exactly. don't even have to go look at your shit. They should be sending mm-hmm. you monthly reports. Here's what's doing good. Here's what's not doing good. Yeah. Here's where we need to pivot and adjust next month. Like yeah. all of sure. that comes from.
1: Contract. If you're doing it, if you're doing it where you're recording and sending it to them and they do all of the things, once the algorithms change or the industry shifts or the trends of what type of content to be putting out they will notify you. They'll give you the reports. They'll tell you what to start recording or to what type of material they need to make sure that you're at the top of that level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It just is. It also will solve the consistency because whatever you contract with them, you know, it will be set days, set times, set, you know, of exactly what. So whether it's two posts a week or whatever, and it's the same every one reel a week or whatever, it'll be consistent every single time because, you know, they're like an agency. That's what they're doing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Which means that the quality of the content is going to be 10 times better than you're doing it yourself.
0: Right. And if it's not, then that's not the right one to be. Then using. you
1: shouldn't be paying them $900 plus a month.
0: <laughs> there might be people cheaper, depending. <laughs> you could be listening to this in Iowa and be like, 900, you guys are crazy. We've got somebody for 400 a month banging. Not in our world. <laughs> like, not in Florida. Not in so Florida. If, so if you find somebody amazing, please tell us like who it is and we'll be happy to share their info in the give show. Their info, Idaho, give me their info. Yeah, they can do it for, I'll send them my content all day. You don't right, have so, to live here to do it. No, some of the biggest cons of farming it out, you know, the biggest con we talked about is cost, but there can be the ability of the loss of personal touch. When mm-hmm. you, it's not like 100% guaranteed, but it depends. It depends on, are you just sending real wedding photos off to some company who's doing like, and they're, they've become your brand voice and your things like that. Like it can be like you get a little bit lost. And when you're so, a company a solopreneur someone like like a Vanessa who it's her voice and her face and that's who they're meeting with and like the whole experience is sweet Miss V like it that can happen a lot when someone else is just pumping out content
1: well and I feel like when that happens it's almost too branded and too cookie cutter which is not not personable not intimate and we have to remember we are in the wedding business like that's the most intimate thing you know, intimate day of people's lives. So we need to keep the content the same way. So unfortunately, once you do have it too branded or too cookie cutter, it takes away from that.
0: Agreed. One of the other challenges I've seen is that um, these people that you're hiring, they talk big game. Especially if you haven't done what we talked about in the DIY stages and educated yourself, it sounds so sexy in terms of what they're able to do and blah, blah, blah. But what we've found in the past, sometimes, like depending upon the size of the company, you're meeting with a salesperson, you get farmed off to a social media manager who then also does with this. There can be multiple people. So there can be some communication challenges. And also, some of the things I've seen is stuff like falling through the cracks. So, what I mean by mm-hmm. that is like, they promise they're going to do this, or you're supposed to get monthly reports, and then you don't get them. And so it just can be a little bit hard.
1: Biggest one for me outside of cost would be you have to remember you're giving someone or a company all of your logins. So privacy and security concerns for me personally, what happens if they get hacked, or they somehow, you you know, have a disgruntled employee, you know, things like that, just, they have full control over your account. You can get locked out. You can get hacked. So just keep that in mind as well. Yeah, so you privacy have to remember
0: Facebook is a little bit different because you like own the account and you can give someone like administrative and specific level access. That shit doesn't apply on Instagram. They are logged in.
1: It, t- it, TikTok and Instagram, One person. it is not that way at all. But yes, yes. Facebook, you can. But the other platforms, even yep. Pinterest, they you can be invited to a board. But in order to run an account, you have to be on the account. Yep, and you
0: can set up you can set up two-factor authentication and things like that, but sometimes it can get messy because they need it all the time and then they're texting you for the codes and all uh, that's pain in the ass, but mm-hmm. you know, privacy, security and being able to kind of control every aspect goes out the door, right? Because if you're a control freak, this isn't the best way to go because you're mm-hmm. giving away the control to experts, you're hiring people who are smarter than you who have the expertise, but you're
1: giving away a lot of that control. So, well, you have and- to be okay with that. That's where dependency comes in. Because if you don't have any of those basics and you're just hiring out, and then for whatever reason, you decide to no longer work with that company, you're now dependent on everything that they provided and you have to start back at square one.
0: Yeah, because what will happen is something will happen in people's businesses or it's slow season or whatever, and then they cancel it. And they're like, I'm not going to pay for that anymore. And I'm like, now who the hell is going to do it? Like you've had that as a strong lead funnel and brand recognition, whatever. Now you just turned it off. so. Doesn't really work out. Nope. Well, I hope you got some good feedback in between all three options. Vanessa's a DIYer. I'm a hire a her. Um, I tried to hire it out once, it did not work for me. And the pricing was not anything that made sense for my company financially, but it may make sense for yours based on your size, your needs, you know, maybe it's a matter of them doing some, you doing some just to lighten the load. There's lots of opportunities there, but hopefully you got some great ideas today. As you know, we like to end every episode giving you a little bit of swag. Three action items
1: to add to your to-do list. Okay, what's number one, Vanessa? Please take a basics course, like no matter if you decide to do it yourself, hire in or to contract it out, at least know the basics of the different platforms so that you're not going into this blind.
0: That is so key and so important. Um, my swag item is going to be to get on and we've talked about this in previous episodes, but to stay on top of the trends. You can look at things like not like what's trending on Instagram, but like what from a learning side of what Vanessa was saying is like educationally, what's new and coming. So if you go to later.com and get on their email list, planally.com and get on their email list, they write massive blog posts every single week about what's new. What are the new features? So you have to not only learn it enough, but you've got to stay on top of the trending features in the social media platforms. So that way, no, you can't ever get taken advantage of no matter which way you go.
1: Mm -hmm. And the last one we're going to wrap up with is to do a cost analysis. Does it make sense to keep it as DOI? Does it make sense to hire in or to contract out?
0: Yeah, you have got to choose the option that is going to work best for you and look at all of the different numbers and time and equate time to dollars, as we all know. But you've got to you got to stay focused on that to choose what's best for you. And the cost analysis is the only way to do it.
1: Hmm. If you feel like this podcast, helped your business, got you thinking, or possibly we made you laugh. Follow, subscribe, and
0: share it with a friend who definitely needs help on social media.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure. I think we all do.
0: Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. This month, we are talking wedding, business, social media, the whole month long.
1: Next up, we are diving into social media content strategy. Ooh, super fun and
0: exhausting, but it's gonna be great. So go make epic shit happen.